This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is up, everybody? This is the post-game edition of the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7, and I'm flying solo. And it's the first time I've been able to talk to you guys after a game this year. And uh, listen, uh, Georgia put a beat down on Vanderbilt. All right, 62 to nothing. Uh, a really historic beat down. I think I saw um, at some point there was a graphic up where uh, this is the largest margin of victory or the largest shutout, uh, SEC shutout. I can't remember what it was, but one of the biggest ones in the past 50, 60 years in the SEC. And, um, you know, I, I think I picked this game 51, uh, 51 to 6. Uh, Georgia didn't even let Vanderbilt challenge the end zone. Vanderbilt had four touch, four first downs. I think the end it was 77 total yards. And uh, I think the number one takeaway when you start looking at a game like this is how Georgia started. And it's something that is making me a little more bullish on this team with each week, simply because great teams start fast. They start fast no matter who they play. And uh, Georgia, three weeks in a row, in games where it would be understandable if there might be a little bit of a sluggish start or you kind of had to get your feet under you, they didn't start slow at all in any of these last three games. Uh, and, and I think that's massive. I mean, they even started fast against Clemson, not necessarily on offense, but on defense. And, and you know, they've had it clicking on both sides of the ball for the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, there are a few points I want to get to, but the first one is this. Kendall Milton did not play in this game. Georgia running back, sophomore running back, um, a guy that, you know, Rusty has picked a couple of times to be kind of the player of the game. Um, you know, I actually thought, you know, coming into the season, he may have a chance to lead Georgia in rushing. Uh, he didn't play, and Kirby Smart after the game revealed why. Uh, he's got a shoulder injury, um, but the fact that he traveled with the team kind of lets you know, hey, this kid, um, you know, there's only 70 spots on this travel roster. The fact that they brought Kendall Milton means that they would have played him if they needed to. Kirby Smart even said that. Uh, also expressed some gratitude, not necessarily gratitude, but for some thankfulness, I would say, that Georgia didn't have to play him in this game. And that, that that's, a, that's a big thing. That's, that's something that, you know, if they can kind of get out of a game like this without having to play a guy that's a little bit banged up, that's huge. I also thought it was massive. Absolutely massive that JT Daniels comes in, only has to throw 10 passes, should have completed all 10 of them, one of them was dropped, 121 yards, two touchdowns, didn't have to play the final three quarters of the game. Uh, number one, less of an opportunity for him to aggravate that oblique injury. Number two, it's more time to recover from that oblique injury. And uh, number three, it's a chance to kind of see what your offense can do without him in there. And it struggled a little bit. Uh, it struggled a little bit in that second quarter. Stetson Bennett throws an interception. Georgia stopped, you know, inside the five-yard line. Uh, and then have they have a two-minute drive that stalls out uh, before they're able to actually get in the end zone. 
Um, and, and that's key field goals. But the bright spot, Jack, Jack Pudlesny gets to come in and kick a couple of field goals. It seems like he may have put those issues that he had early in the season behind him. Uh, Georgia has a fast third quarter and uh, really run away with this thing. Um, but but I did want to get that out there about Kendall Milton, and I did want to get that out there about JT Daniels because I just think that, you know, I think this is an injury JT Daniels is going to, you know, battle for the rest of the season. It's one he's going to have to pay attention to. Uh, for the rest of the season. And if that's the case, then, then you know, that's something that every time you can get him some rest, um, it, it is a, it's a plus. And uh, Georgia was able to get him a significant amount of rest uh, after the first quarter of this game. Um, looking at the stats, Brock Bowers, what a game. Three touchdowns, okay? Hat-tricking touchdowns with him. And listen, if you shook your head, if you shook your head in the preseason when Todd Munkin said, we could probably hand the ball off to him. You're probably not shaking your head now because one of those touchdowns was a little jet sweep handoff. He outran the defense to the corner of the end zone. Uh, you know, I, th- I saw uh, I saw the uh, Carolina Panthers do that. I believe it was Monday night. I uh, was talking about Monday night, Thursday night, or, or, or sometime this past week. They did that with Tommy Trimble, a guy that we have com- we had uh, Georgia native that we have compared Brock Bowers to. Uh, and, uh, you know, Tommy Trimble had that same type of play in, in the NFL level. So you're kind of seeing that with tight ends. And uh, that's something that, uh, you know, Brock Bowers definitely brings to the table. And, um, you know, you see it week in and week out. They find ways to get the football in his hands, and he's going to make big plays. Lab McConkey comes up huge in this game as well. He had a 24-yard touchdown run on the end of round. And uh, also a, a really impressive catch on a slot fade. JT Daniels put it on the money. And, uh, and, and, and Lad McConkey goes up and gets it, um, you know, showed some hops. Listen, he's not a big physical receiver. He's not the guy you think about when, when, you, when you talk about going up and getting a jump ball. But he made that play. He had another really nice catch uh, later on in the game on a, on a well-thrown ball from Stetson Bennett. Um, you know, Georgia really got it going in the, in the passing game. One thing I will say is I think the drops are – they haven't bitten Georgia yet, but Georgia's had about – I mean, depending on what you call a drop, at least four, maybe as many as six drops the past couple of weeks. They've got to get that ironed out. You can't you can't be dropping, you know, two to three passes a game. Uh, maybe you can. I don't know. But it doesn't seem like a real good way uh, to, to go about doing business um, in the SEC, especially as Georgia's slate gets kind of tough going in here into October. Uh, defensively, Jalen Carter was probably the highlight of the day. But I also want to bring up two young players, Javon Bullard and Kamari Laster. Kamari Laster comes up with a pick late in the game. Both of those guys were in the game in the first quarter. Javon Bullard was in the game in the first quarter, as we found out later, because he's earning it. Not because Georgia was up big, but because Kirby Smart said after the game, Javon Bullard's a guy that's earning some playing time. He's a guy that's getting himself on the field. And you think about that, and you're like, you may not even know who Javon Bullard is. If you're not the most fervent of Georgia fans who follow recruiting. You may not know who the kid is. Well, he's a former three-star prospect out of Milledgeville who, when Georgia got him, it was, I don't know, you know, as far as the dog 24-7 junkyard, there wasn't a whole lot of people excited about it. I mean, he, he doesn't have the stars. He doesn't have the recognition. But he's a guy that, that enrolled early and is starting to get some snaps, and he's getting snaps to that star-slash-nickel position where uh, where Latavius Brini is the starter and uh, both of those guys played. I felt like both of those guys played well. Uh, you know, Bullard's a guy that that if you get a chance, look at number 22 out there. He really does a nice job playing the run and uh, kind of gets his nose dirty there. And then Kamari Laster also played really well. Um, I spent some time actually watching him 
just him uh, during the game. And uh, he, he's got some really good coverage instincts and kind of surprising that a guy that the, who enrolled this summer is kind of ahead of the rest of the young quarter, cornerbacks that Georgia uh, signed in last year's class. But, uh, you know, definitely something to keep out and keep an eye out for there going forward. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, let's rewind this thing back to the start of the game or before the game. Tyke Smith, Darnell Washington, Dominic Blaylock did not make the trip to uh, to South. I'm sorry, to uh, Nashville for this game, meaning that they weren't healthy enough to play. They hadn't got enough work in. I do expect to see Tyke Smith and Darnell Washington back this coming week, provided there are no setbacks. I think both would be able to play maybe against Arkansas. Um, and, and going forward, I think you're kind of looking at now, you know, each and every week, those guys are going to be getting better. They're going to be, you know, doing more in practice and, and they're going to be get back into the flow of things. Um, the last thing I want to point out before I let you guys go. All right. Kirby Smart. Last thing he wanted to say in, in his press conference was it was a message to Georgia fans. And, you know, I'm not speaking to all 93,000 that are going to be in that place this coming Saturday against Arkansas, but Kirby challenged Georgia fans to get there at noon, to get there early. It's an early kickoff, and they want a big crowd for the Razorbacks next week. Sam Pittman, a beloved Georgia assistant coach, is coming back uh, to Athens. I'm sure fans are very appreciative of, uh, of what, he, you know, what he did um, in Athens. And, uh, you know, he, they've got a good football team. They've got a team that can challenge Georgia. Georgia's 0-1 in SEC noon kickoffs, okay? Now, uh, since 2017, they're 0-1. Um, now I know that's some pretty specific parameters there, but, uh, you know, Georgia's only lost one game, um, period at noon, uh, since, you know, 2017, since Georgia kind of, since Kirby Smart kind of had that year one to year two turnaround, but that game was to South Carolina. They're going to have an opportunity to do that again. And those noon kickoffs can be tough on the home team more than anything else, because it's kind of a lazy crowd and Kirby Smart, I think is trying to, uh, combat that. So, uh, if you, if you, if you're a big Kirby fan, if you're a big Georgia fan, and you plan on being at the game next Saturday, you probably want to get out there early. Um, also, before I let you go, want to throw in a player of the game. Uh, really no question here. You got to go with the guy who scored three touchdowns. This is Brock Bowers. Uh, massive game for him. Um, you know, two touchdowns through the air, one on the ground. And uh, he is definitely – he definitely has the Jake Rose stamp of approval uh, for this week's player of the game. But for this episode, this post-game episode of the Junkyard Dogcast live YouTube show – podcast all of that stuff i'm jake Rowe with dogs 24 7 and uh we will catch up with you guys early next week on monday to talk about the arkansas game